What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitcherList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today, well, we're going to talk about uh, February 26th. It is the 28th. I do need to apologize to everyone. Thank you enough for the kind words. Uh, I, I had some personal things I had to deal with yesterday. Um, I was up until uh, 3.30 in the morning. Um, everything's all right. Uh, I, I just uh, I had to really step away just for a second. Um, that means I'm a little behind when it comes to watching a lot of these games and getting you the information that you need. I'm also flying off to Florida tomorrow. So the plan right now for me is to record this one right now. I'm doing this in the morning of, uh, of the 28th. And I'm just going to cover a lot of the stuff that happened on uh, the 26th. And then you'll have a podcast about Tuesday uh, later uh, today. Okay, so looking back at uh, the 26th, we had Spencer Arrighetti. um, He had high heaters for 31% CSW at 93 miles per hour. Three Ks in two innings. That's great. I think that he might be a guy that the Astros go to during the season. They always have these surprise starters. I think Ronald Blanco is a little more interesting. But Spencer Arrighetti, he could be something, I guess, in season. I wonder how good that is at 93. I don't really have all the amazing pitch shape stuff. But it does seem like his locations are pretty decent. His command is good. And that's a major focus, of course. That's a good thing. Jack Flaherty was sitting 94-95. And he was 93 last year. But it was just four fastballs. Okay? Only 10 total pitches. So if you're thinking, oh, man, Jack Flaherty is now this new guy. Let's not go crazy. I don't think he has good fastball shape. And there's still question marks heavily for Jack Flaherty. Uh, Josiah Gray went two innings and five Ks. I've seen some people float around like, oh, man, he's my sleeper pick of the year. All of this stuff. Okay, so I tried to find some information on this. He was apparently hurling heaters well in the zone. And I'm glad that they worked. It does make me skeptical until stuff uh, improvement is there. You know, I need, to, I need to really see that. Like, okay, cool. You're throwing harder. You have uh, more IVB than you had before, at least your extension or something. He is generally going to have a good um, height adjusted VA because he does go low. But everything else needs to also be there too. So I'm very, very skeptical. I also don't really know if the secondary is working out. I mean, the, the article I read essentially was saying, yeah, he's throwing strikes and he's attacking batters. That's good. So... Yeah, I, I don't I don't really buy this. Um, Cade Povich and Justin Armbrust, their two prospects for the Orioles, did well. Two innings and zero and runs, one hit, two walks, and two Ks for Povich. Well, Armbrust went three innings of zero and runs, one hit, and zero walks, and four Ks. Now, when I did my top 100 prospects, I had Povich and actually Chase McDermott as the the two that I would be focusing on for the Orioles. While Justin Armbrust is also there, they all really have the same... Uh, the same makeup of not the highest velocity, but really good vert. Um, and there might be some moments this year that the Orioles are going to look to these guys. So pay attention to them. I don't really think that they are big impact starters, but I don't really quite know if any of them are elite command guys yet. So if they are and they have this vert, then okay, maybe there is something real to it. Um, Tanner Houck went two innings and zero Ks. The important part there is that he is fighting for a rotation spot with Garrett Whitlock. You can also say uh, Josh Minkowski and Cooper Criswell. Cutter Crawford is the number four unless he completely messes that up, which he won't. Max Free, two innings, zero runs, one walk, two Ks. Everything looks fine so far. Remember, he had a forearm strain, and that was really the big issue that I had in my ranks. As long as he's pitching and he's healthy and fine right now, I'm going to be raising him higher up. It's always a preseason thing of the risk being part of it is at that point, when I put that out in the beginning of February, 
between then and the start of the season, that's two months of possibility of injury happening, right? It's not just assuming we fast forward to March. It's no, that's extra information. So you'll likely see Max Free go up a little bit um, in my rankings as he showcases that he's okay. There is a large injury risk because of a forearm strain, but if he's saying that, hey, I'm looking fine and there's really no lingering signs of it, then I am going to be pushing at Max Freed because we've seen guys get over forearm strains in the past. Um, we saw, we, I mean, hopefully with like Kyle Bradish, it's going to be okay. Uh, if Carlos Rodon's velocity is all okay, then I'm less scared about it. To be frank, him at 93 is not making me feel okay with Carlos Rodon at this point, right? Um, Renato Lopez was in relief, and I like they went two innings, but it was one home run allowed, and that was it. It was otherwise, it was just clean six outs, zero K, zero walks. Um, just pay attention to that. Raylo was acquired by the by Atlanta with some whispers of him trying to be a starter. So two innings is more of that showcase instead of one, right? Uh, Hayden Wesneski, an inning in the third, four hit or run, six at zero walks, one K. You can probably pretty much just cross them out of the potential starters for uh, the Cubs at the number five. It's Jordan Wicks and Caleb Killian. Drew Smiley is in that mix as well. Uh, you have Seth Lugo oh, and Javier Assad, of course. Seth Lugo, two innings, zero and runs, one hit, one walk, one K. Everything's normal. Luis Castillo, he's dope. Um, <laughs> Andrew Abbott, two innings, zero runs, zero walks, one K. Nothing really to report here. Nick Martinez, same kind of thing. It's nice to see two full innings, though, two strikeouts, and one walk, zero runs. I mean, for a lot of this, unless I am noticing something that is massively different and alarming, uh, I just want to let you know that this is normal stuff. And uh, really, when it comes to spring, I have to emphasize this a ton all the time. And it's so important that we have this focus. We have to understand that we should not really be reacting unless a couple things. One, it's an extreme of a positive or negative in performance. Or two, it is something about their playing time. So when it comes to Nick Martinez, we think he's going to be in the rotation. Everything looks normal. Okay, move on. Um, when it comes to, say, Josiah Gray, well, that's an extreme two innings of five strikeouts. That's different. We got to make sure that there's, is that him just being normal? Was there a change? Was there not? We got to know. Jack Flaherty, 94, 95, not 93. That's a big deal, right? Those kind of things can actually make a difference. It's actually more so on the positive side when it comes to spring than is negative. And that really gets highlighted, I think, by Joe Musker, 1.2 innings of four and runs, three hits, one walk, and zero Ks. I know. We're terrified, right? Because it's now two straight games of him not looking at his best. Uh, my understanding is as long as he's healthy, he's not really locked in at the moment. He's not trying to be. He's just trying to be okay and survive uh, as far as you know, not having like diminished velocity, feeling like he's warming up and ramping up. So really don't read into this with Joe Musgrove. At least I'm not at the moment. Uh, it's very easy to, um, but... I'm not going to do that. Uh, Michael Kane looked smooth. Two innings, zero runs, uh, one hit, one, zero walks, and one K. Excited about that one. I think he's a uh, surprisingly. I thought I was initially going to be out on Michael Kane because there's just so much discussion about him, and now I have him inside easily my top forty. Like I feel like he's just a consistent starter through the year for the Padres. Only really concern is the longevity. That is, the, is he have the ability to uh, have the stamina through the full year? I think so, honestly. So. Uh, I'm going after that. Mason Black appeared for the Giants, um, and I'm going to talk about him. Also, there are some really actually interesting things about like Ronzi Contreras and Nestor Cortez, uh, Miri Perez, stuff like that, and we're going to talk about all of that after this break. 
So Mason Black is one of the key prospects for the Giants. Unfortunately, it was just two innings, two earned runs, three hits, zero walks, and two Ks. Not quite leaning in on that one. Uh, Nick Nestrini pitched for the White Sox. It was his first time to kind of be like, okay, cool, I'm doing this. I'd say he's the number one prospect, pitching prospect for the White Sox. I think everyone else says that. So uh, he's it was acquired in the Dodgers deal. And at some point this year, we expect Nestrini to be there. And um, it's good to see him just kind of be like, yeah, everything's okay. Uh, Griffin Canning, two innings, four hits, zero earned runs, zero walks, one K. I'm not going to read into this, but I would say that the general problem with Canning is how hittable he is. So seeing four hits is not really that fun, but who cares? I'm not going to change anything now. Robbie Snelling did appear for the Padres in inning and zero runs, one hit, uh, zero walks, one K. Nothing really um, at the moment. I should, uh, you know, I want to make sure later on I'm going to watch him as spring goes on. I could be wrong on that one, but... Um, at the moment, it's nothing really to pull. Uh, there was some talk about Simeon Woods Richardson being up three ticks to 93 miles per hour. However, it was just eight four-seamers thrown. It still was harder than like 90 miles per hour, right? So that's good. I I can't really say that Simeon Woods Richardson is sounding like a thing at 93. But that's good that it's harder. That's nice. Uh, speaking of velocity, we have uh, over 92 for Nestor Cortez. And that's a big deal. I mean, it was 2.2 innings of turned runs, 7 hits, 0 walks, 4 Ks, three, those hits, whatever got singled out, whatever you want to say. He threw 48 pitches. That's really cool. Um, already at 48, getting pushed to see, like, are you all right? And at 92 miles per hour, I think that's awesome. Uh, I'm so in on that. And obviously, we want to see it more than just one day. But the fact that Nestor Cortez is someone who really, really battled the shoulder last year is doing that now. Nestor Cortez is not getting drafted as a you know, top 10 rounds starting pitcher. So they're, you're going to be hearing a lot of people who are thinking more of like your 15 team NFBC stuff who are saying, well, no, you can't, you know, you can't trust the shoulder or whatever. But 12 teamers where I talk, uh, you should be going after Nestor Cortez because the ceiling is incredibly good. And the only problem is questionable health. And if he's out of the woods, as he certainly looked like he was in that game, then you are getting a SP3 at the price of like an SP6 right now. And you're at the part of your draft where you can, you're normally like dropping-ish around that 12, 14 round or so that you're not really looking, you're not really looking for that stable starter through the entire year. So I'm I'm a fan of this with Nestor Cortez. I won't be surprised by the end of March that Nestor starts showing up inside the top 40, top 45 of SP um, ADP as long as he's holding this. Ramonte Contreras is someone that is very interesting. I'm going to try and find out some more information. I don't know if I can, but I'm going to see if I can. Um, he was a tick up in his velocity. He had solid vert on his uh, four-seamer as well. I don't know his extension, and I think that's a big deal too because talking about 2022, it was pretty much across the board. Um, say for a uh, uh, height adjusted VAA of better extension, better vert, um, better velocity, Papa John's. So what I watched of this, uh, the the slider wasn't as sharp as I have seen, but I'm way more in on that four seamer now. And that's a huge deal for Contreras. Um, Yusei Kikuchi has a new change up and it's used more than a slider. I that was at least it was in this game. The curveball was more of the focus. Um, as well, that was his main number two pitch. It's a much lower spin overall, though, on all of his pitches, and especially on the four-seamer. And he was a down, a tick in Vila, which generally is like why you have lower spin. So be aware of that throughout the um, 
um, the preseason. The main thing really for me with Kikuchi, I'm glad that he has a new changeup. That does make sense because slider and curve, not necessarily the best options against opposite hand batters. If he has a changeup, he can go down away with. That's great. I posted a grip of it on Twitter. Um, Kikuchi needs to be elevating his four-seamer. That's really the thing that I'm like, yo, please do that. And he didn't really do it. So we'll see. He has such amazing four-seamer shape if he can just elevate it. I, I got to emphasize this. Guys with um, with good height-adjusted VAA. So that's like, when I use that, it's like over, it's like one or above. Really, it's like one, one or one, two and above. You have to understand that if they are not elevating, that is, if they are throwing this low instead of high, it is actually doing them harm. Because what that is saying is this is a flatter arm angle as opposed to a steeper arm angle. And when you're steeper, you match the bat path upstairs. And when you're flatter, you match the bat path downstairs. Okay? So I'm not just saying this as a bit, oh, cool, you have this, you should throw up, and that's the deal. It's it's also about avoiding the worst case scenario for your pitches. And that also goes into Yuri Perez, who I love his, his heater. I truly do. I think it's genuinely one of the best heaters in baseball, and it could be. The problem here, I mean, this is at 98 miles per hour, great high adjusted VA, great vert. Like, he's got all the stuff on it, except he doesn't locate it right. And he only had two out of 12 whiffs, despite going from 97.5. I was like, oh my gosh, he's hitting 90. I'm like, yeah, it's just 0.5 miles per hour different. But it's good to see that early on, and maybe that does grow. But Yuri Perez is middle away on his four-seamers. There are like two situations I think he actually got it upstairs, but it's like middle away, slightly up. But it's like, that is what George Kirby did last year, and that's why it had 48% ICR, right? It's, oh, Yuri, you got... You got to get it upstairs, please. Just like full intent upstairs, not away. Like even actually the more you go inside, the better, I think, because of his velocity, you're giving them more time to get their the bat head out middle away. It, I don't know. It, it's I, I feel like Yuri Perez can be so good if he just locates that four seamer better. I will mention the slider and the curveball in its own like vacuum, I don't love. I think the slider is more of a, it's closer to a cutter than like a true two plane breaker. And that's annoying. Um, as long as he can get strikes inside the zone with it, that's totally fine. It really matters about more of the, the four seamer. And then if he can have like a better breaking one out of the zone, cool. He's trying to figure out a better curveball because last year he had like a 55% strike rate with it or something like that. It wasn't consistent. He's trying to do something new with that, and that's good too. But the new curve went over three here <laughs> as far as strikes go. So, you know, I want to be monitoring this with Yuri Perez. I go back and forth on him, really, because I trust me, I understand the raw stuff and I understand just how, like, on a dime, Yuri Perez can be one of the best pitchers in baseball. And it's a lot more attainable than like, oh, Hunter Green. No, no, no. This is this is a better package and also more believable that Yuri Perez could switch because he's so young and he's still figuring it out. It just takes like one day of like, hey, cool, this is your intent. And just practicing that and like, I'm not saying like one day of practice. I'm saying just it clicks and all of a sudden, bam, this is what he does. And it, <laughs> he's unstoppable, right? 
I don't know if that's going to happen. And it makes me a little concerned. It's fun. I believe in Grayson Rodriguez is what I'm trying to get at. Like, I believe in his changeup and slider more. I don't think his four-seamer is as good as Yuri Perez's. I believe in the Orioles more. I believe in Adley Rutschman more. I believe in the situation of the defense and the offense and wins and all of that. There's so much more with Grayson Rodriguez that I'm going to go with that. I think the addition of the sinker is going to help Grayson Rodriguez, especially against right-handers. It's going to be good for Grayson. Yuri is just a little too raw at the moment. But man, am I going to enjoy every single game he pitches. So it's one of those situations of like me, the fantasy baseball player is just going to go, ah, whatever. I'll take him. Me, the the coach from out here is saying, you don't need to draft Yuri Perez to win your fantasy league. Like him hitting isn't the gamble you need to make, right? Okay. Um, And the last one I do want to mention is Sam Reverse uh, for the Cardinals. Two innings, zero and runs, one hit, one walk, and two Ks. Be aware of him. Um, He could get some time this year, but like I don't think that he's anyone to really actually focus on whatsoever. Um, But okay, that is it for today. Thank you guys so much for your patience with this. I know I'm backed up a little bit. It's weird for me because I have such a routine of this and um, it does... You know, there's a temptation me to just to skip over this one, but I'm not going to do that to you. I'm going to figure out the time. It might be this one and um, the 227 um, notes are probably going to be a little shorter than the typical ones. But uh, moving forward, I will have that normal schedule in the morning to be able to knock all this out and observe everything. So thank you guys so much for uh, for for your support with this. Really, it's really special to me to hear. Um, and, uh, you know, the DMs and everything. It's really nice of you. So thank you. Uh, everything's okay. Uh, I just had one of those days where, (laughs) um, you know, things happen in your personal life uh, where it's two different things at once. And, you know, you just got to recognize, guys, uh, there are things that are more important in life um, than either your career or your your favorite hobby or something. And you just got to realize what, you know, what is the purpose of this whole thing, if not to to have those important relationships and. Um, be there for the people that need it most in your life. So um, thank you guys for your patience with that. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you in Florida too. I'll be uh, on my flight next, in it, I guess in like 24 hours. So I'll see you there. Um, but that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock. And may your babas be low and your strikeouts high.